Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put on important news. With us, we're having have him back again, Kelvin Burton, Investor Communications at American Creek Resources, trades on the TSX Venture on the stock symbol AMK. By now, you all know who American Creek Resources is, right? So for those of you who are new and that maybe that's probably millennials who are coming into gold stories, just know that American Creek has got an impressive portfolio of high potential uh, gold properties in the Golden Triangle of British Columbia, uh, one of the richest areas of mineralization in the world. But their flagship, Treaty Creek, is a joint venture with Tudor Gold, who is led by Walter Storm, who founded and sold a massive world-class gold mine in the billions a few years ago. Eric Sprott beneficially owns 19.9% of Tudor uh, and has already had two private placements in American Creek. Uh, so everybody knows about it. But now we want to know even more. Kelvin, welcome back to the show. Thanks, George. It's great to be here. I'm super excited. Well, we wanted to, we're excited because we saw this headline. I'm going to read it. American Creek partner Tudor Gold drills 2.12 grams per ton of gold equivalent over 348 meters. That's within a 930-meter intercept, averaging 1.16 grams per ton of gold equivalent. For the, us non-geologists out there, and maybe even some of us dreamers, let's talk about these assays. What do they mean? How how happy were you when they came in? Sure, sure thing. You know, it just keeps getting better every day, George. <laughs> we, um, we had a very successful program last year, and uh, here we are, the second round of results, and we've already really eclipsed anything that we'd done last year in terms of great drill results. Um, including this one that you just mentioned here. So it is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal grade uh, over a phenomenal distance. Um, it's the combination of the two that, that really makes it something special. Um, as you may know, most mines in the world, their average grade is one gram per ton. Um, and so this, this deposit here, you know, we, we're not sure what it is yet because we're working on a, in a maiden resource calculation which Tudor Gold, our, our JV partner on it, has said would come out later this year. But <clears throat> what we've been seeing is uh, the first 300 meters or so uh, of the deposit is called the 300 zone, and it's probably around a gram per ton gold, and then it drops slightly below that, but it goes deep, deep, deep. And that's exactly what we're seeing on this, except the grades are just much higher than other ones that we've had. In this case, we're looking at over two grams per ton gold over quite a significant difference in that 300 or, or, or distance in that 300 zone. And then it just continues all the way down to 900 and some meters. Pretty fantastic. And if, if I can sum it all up, I'm just gonna, uh, I got a quote here, Eric Sprott, just to give this all some flavors to what we're talking about. Eric Sprott last Friday uh, when speaking about 
uh, what's going on at Treaty Creek in a webcast, I believe, stated, and I'm quoting this for everybody at home. And this will give some context now as Kelvin goes deeper into you know, the results and some images and all that that we got. But he said, I was just doing some numbers this morning and I figured, man, they certainly look like they've got 20 million ounces of gold and they could easily get to 30 or 50 or 50, 30 or 40 or 50 million ounces of gold. Does, is Eric Schmott just talking his book or does he <laughs> know what he's talking about there? I think he knows something. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this comes back to uh, the geophysics and the geology uh, of the property. And uh, the, the geophysics ha has been really key in determining where these large deposits are. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. There's a string of large deposits. But it was instrumental in discovering the gold storm as well. And it's showing that it looks like we have quite a ways to go before we find the, the end of the gold storm boundary. Gold storm is a deposit that's on Treaty Creek. There's a few, we think there's a few uh, potential deposits and technically it's still a, um, a uh, potential deposit as well because we don't have our resource calculation on but it. But it's sure looking like it, right? I mean, you don't but have- But it's, it's looking like it, so- It's sure looking like it. And you're um, saying there may be other deposits. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a one. second. Right. So when Eric's talking about this, he's actually talking about the gold storm and, and not other deposits that are on there. Wow. And uh, what he's basing that on is that Ken Conkin, the head geologist uh, for exploration for our partner, Tudor Gold, um, he said before we started this season that he thinks that we have about 1 billion tons grading at close to one gram per ton gold which depending on the grade could range between say 22 to 32 uh, grams, sorry, not grams, uh, million ounces of gold, between 22 and 33 million ounces of gold. And so we think we're somewhere in the middle there. And so uh, Eric's, Eric's right in that, but he also understands the geophysics that's showing there and the geology that's showing there. So right now it's kind of open in all directions, including depth. So we really don't know where it is and uh, where the boundaries are. And when we look at the, the four holes that we did, and I just wanna talk about those four holes. So you, you mentioned the best one uh, just now. So um, that was uh, 1.16 grams per ton gold over 930 meters, right. including 2.12 grams per ton gold over 348 meters. Um, <clears throat> I want to mention some of the other ones as well, though. Uh, we had three of them just in this last press release here. Uh, the second one here uh, was um, 0 0.983, so almost one gram per ton, gold equivalent over 550 meters. And, and this is a step out one. So last year, when they started, they were the gold storm was 550 meters long and they stepped out 150 meters, stepped out another 150 meters, and they were at 800 meters. Sorry, 850. I guess my math is bad. No, no, don't worry about the exact math. We got the idea. 850, they just sure. stepped out another 150 and to the east, and, and they hit this interval here of 550 meters at basically a gram per ton gold equivalent with a richer interval of about one, just on a hair under one and a half grams per ton for 154 meters. So 
it just kind of keeps going and going. These other ones are infill ones, but they're, they're really worth mentioning here. And that's, um, uh, let's see, another one here, uh, 0.845 grams per ton gold equivalent over 973 meters, including oh, 140 God. grams per ton gold over 217 meters. Um, and and th there's another one that's just under 0.6 grams per ton gold. And a lot of people might look at that and say, well, it's close to half a gram, who cares? Well, the reality is half a gram gold has been mined in a lot of mines around the world for a long time. And now we've got $2,000 gold. Exactly, exactly. Within, that was within $15, whatever it is today. So we're, we're essentially at $2,000 gold. How much does that change the economics of all this? Well, well he, <clears throat> phenomenal. Because, you know, uh, these companies that are producing uh, that kind of grade and we're producing at that kind of dollar range, um, you know, they had a fairly narrow margin, but when gold goes from 1200 to 1300 or 1500, their profits actually double and triple because it's all gravy, right? Right. It's not, it's not, if it goes up 10% from 1200 to 1300, it's not 10% more profit. No. That's all bottom line. That's exactly. So when you go to 15, 16, 18, 19, that's, yeah. that's gold gravy, not just yeah. gravy. It is. And so the, the third hole from this last press release here was 0.587, so almost 0.6 grams per ton gold equivalent, over 682 meters, you know, including 0.943 grams per ton over 190 meters. Now, these are gold equivalent numbers, but it's important to note that the gold accounts for about 94% of these numbers. This is a gold deposit with some copper and silver. It's a little bit different than the other deposits that are in this large hydrothermal system. A lot of them are copper with gold and silver. This one is gold with copper and silver to the tune of, you know, like I said, about 94% of it is gold on these assays that I just read to you. So, now, what's yeah. Great, what's great about these discussions is that you provide, you know, the real detail. The, and yeah. the detail. I provide the anecdotal side because there are two kinds of viewers who are watching and or listen to this. So I'm adding a little more anecdotal. So uh, that, that, that's what helps everyone understand why Tudor's gone from three drills to six drills. They have. And doubling the program from 20,000 meters to 40,000 meters. Yeah, they, they just can't drill enough because they don't know where the end is. <laughs> So the, they just keep hitting, you know, and, and every report that comes out, it's, it's more long intervals of, of the same kind of thing. And just to put it into perspective, since you like anecdotal stuff, um, I was just talking to a friend in the United States and, and it, I, I've, I love skyscrapers and I've been up the Willis Tower, which was the old Sears Tower for us old guys. Sure. Um, and it's the third tallest building in the United States. It's 442 meters tall, right? So a lot of these drills that we're talking about, they're double the height of this thing or more, right? And some of the ones we just mentioned are one and a quarter, one and a half times as tall as this. Now that's how far this stuff is going down into the well, ground. Well, are, are we getting close to CN Tower? Well, yeah, actually our, our longest one here that I mentioned, uh, we actually had one for, from last year that was just under 0.7 grams per ton gold equivalent over 1,081 and a half meters. That's two CN Towers stacked on top of each other it's so it's crazy 
Let's talk about the structure or the concept sure. of the of the system because I know you want yeah. to put an image up here. Yeah. Uh, it seems to get better as it moves to the northeast. Um, you know what can you what can you tell us about? We're going to put up an image here about what's going on. Sure. So if we're if we're looking at the entire hydrothermal system, so this is actually one of the largest ones in the world, and it, it includes three companies uh, right now, and those are Predium and Seabridge Gold and the, the group of companies that own tr Treaty Creek. And so uh, the image here shows uh, something very distinct that happens with these large hydrothermal systems that Ken Konkin has talked a lot about, and that's its, um, its rhythm or its sequence or technically structural traps that are going on. And so what happens is the sequence on this one here is we end up with very large kind of world-scale deposits about every two and a half kilometers. And so if we start at the bottom of the image, we have the Kerr deposit about two and a half kilometers north of that is the Sulphurets, and then north of that is the Mitchell. Another two and a half kilometers north is the Iron Cap. And that's where the boundary is between Seabridge, Gold, and, and uh, uh, Treaty Creek. And, and I should mention, it's not on this image, but the Bruce Jack, uh, and the snowfield deposits are, are, are down on the southern part of that as well. The northern half of the system is on Treaty Creek. And so what I've shown here is uh, the, the gold storm is five kilometers away. So there's, there's a gap there because we haven't drilled there yet. <laughs> and so uh, based on the geophysics and based on the geology that's there, there really should be something literally halfway between the iron cap owned by Seabridge and the Goldstone, which we're drilling on right now. And Ken Konkin has chosen to call that the perfect structural storm or, or PS2. And, and there's a good reason why he calls it that. Which is not really, part of anything that we've been talking about so far. No, no, we've just been talking about Goldstone. So this is... This is a completely another deposit, just, just like the KSM, you know, the, the four major deposits there, right? And they actually have potential for more. And, and we think we have potential for more, but um, the perfect structural storm really is in the perfect place it should be. It, it's right along the, the, the Kaiba line, which was a report that Jeff Kaiba and Joanne Nelson put out in 2014, the regional geologist for the BC Ministry of Mines and the geologic, uh, BC Geological Survey. And, and they showed that where the volcanic and sedimentary rock uh, meet is where all the big deposits are being discovered in BC. And, and that line goes literally right through PS2. And then we look at the, uh, the Sulfurets uh, um, uh, fault system uh, that runs through there. And, and it runs right through the deposits on the south and goes right through where the perfect structural storm will be. And it continues on through the gold storm. Um, and then you look at some other geological things I won't get into, but it's all right there. And then we look at the geophysics. And uh, if you have the, the, the graph uh, for it, um, I, I, there is an image that shows the magnetotelluric uh, survey that was done that helped discover all of these deposits. And it helped discover the gold storm as well. And it's marked in yellow on this. And so it's not the red blob, it's the yellow around the red. That, that seems to be carrying the gold. And so um, in this case, it extends down below the perfect structural storm. 
And then on a different image, I've actually included the, um, the magnetics on it as well. And so there's a big red blob there, um, which looks to be kilometers big. And so by the geophysics, it actually looks like it could be much bigger than what the gold storm is. And the good news for us is that um, Tudor is drilling that as we speak. And so at some point we'll actually get some drill results from there and see if that's yet another one of these large deposits that it looks like everything else is. So for people watching home, the question always is, how do I value all this? Uh, and that's not something you can really answer, not yet anyways. Uh, but there is a German research report that was issued uh, last couple of days uh, that may be having an impact on all three companies mm -hmm. uh, today. Is there anything specific in that report uh, that's awakening new investors? I think it's helping people see the big picture of this. Um, and so they're starting to do their own math on it, right? And so they're, for the report that came out in June said, well, you know, what if they had 20 million ounces of gold? Really, that should be worth um, about $2 billion. And the, the way they had arrived at that is, um, is something that's changing. There's part of that calculation that's changing right now because of gold price. So historically, in situ gold, meaning gold in the ground, um, has been valued at $50, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, that type of thing. But as Eric Sprott has pointed out numerous times over the last few weeks, is that that's when gold was at 1100, 1200 bucks. Yep, yep. Someone's got to make changes to all this now. And, I mean, and as you've already pointed out, the profitability goes way, way up as it goes to 2000. It's not just double, right? It's, it's multiples. Absolutely. And so his contention is that in situ gold, um, should be you know hundred dollars to one hundred fifty dollars you know that type of thing. Now every every deposit's different, and so it's it's hard to come up with a number. But but if you use that hundred, you know we should, or if if we go back to the German report, they basically said, you know if we have twenty million ounces, it should be worth at least two billion dollars, possibly more, and uh, and they've kind of reiterated that in this this last uh, statement that they came out with yesterday, and that they think that. Uh, Tudor's market cap will go up to about a billion dollars fairly quickly just because this year's results are confirming what we had last year and we're stepping out and it's getting better. So, <laughs> so and where and where's Tudor's market cap ballpark right now? Well, right. Yeah. Good question. It, it's right around, well, uh, earlier today, it was, it was uh, yesterday when they put it out, it was just underneath 500 million. So about a half a billion. So, they're, they're thinking, you know, just based on what we've got right now, they really should be trading up closer to double what they are right now. And of course, uh, American Creek is affected by that as well. Um, we have one fifth of the property and uh, Teuton has one fifth of the property and Tudor is the operator and they have three fifths of the property. And that makes basically kind of a, a three to one uh, market cap ratio between the two. And Right now, uh, we're not trading at, at that value right now. We're actually below that. So American Creek, I really feel, is, is the best entry point into this play. And do you, uh, do you think the company's suffering from, and the trio is suffering from too good to be true-itis, which is people <laughs> are seeing these numbers come out, and they are confirming what already came out last year. It's not as if these are just 
you know, you know, lucky hits. Do you think it's just that, but, but sooner or later, the market's going to realize with, with, with all, with the more and more assays coming out that this is just the real deal and it's going to catch up. Well, it's a good point. And, and, and sometimes I, I think the, one of the biggest factors, George, is, is people will look at a drill hole and they'll see another drill hole, but maybe they don't put it all together in terms of how big this really is. And I think that's where this report or other ones that are done um, really help people see the big picture. What, what, what the big picture is, is that there's a good chance that we might already have more than 20 million ounces before the season started. Now, a lot of the drilling for the season is to do the infill drilling to try and prove that. And that's what happens when we come out with a resource calculation. But as they've stepped out to the east and as they've stepped out to the north, we continue to have it. And that's where Eric Sprock comes in in terms of this, well, how much do they really have? Because the resource calculation- And let me repeat, and they could easily, quote, <laughs> and they could easily get the 30 or 40 mm-hmm. or 50 million ounces. Right. So- so when we're as the price of gold is expanding at the same time, well, I, I, and gold's going That's up the at the same time, exactly. Um, so he's just looking at this and he's saying, "Well, the, the geophysics are showing this should continue to go, right? The the fault line continues to go. All, all these other things that that are there geologically and geophysically, and so he's making a statement about that. But that's not including anything below seven hundred meters, right? We're going down twelve hundred meters, and we're ending up in the juice still when the drill holes." or when the drill holes are done. And, and so um, now with modern technology where you can do an open pit and then you can do blockade mining underneath of that, well, what's all that stuff worth, right? Um, it, it just keeps getting uh, bigger and better. And then you start to look at, okay, the, the um, perfect structural storm is halfway between there and the iron cap. Well, what's on the other side? Well, actually, there is geophysics and <laughs> geology that show that there, you know, should be something on the other. I think on the the map that I had up earlier, I I labeled it as GS two or Goldstorm two because it doesn't really have a name right now, and we haven't even looked at it yet. So um, all of these things are are, are coming into play um, and just just increasing the value of it. And I think going back to the question that you had, I think it's people starting to understand the big picture on this and they're also starting to understand that this is a real rarity in a politically safe environment which it is in british columbia and it's also a rarity to have it so close to infrastructure yeah. like the other things a stone so from the highway you can literally throw snowballs <laughs> and hit cars going by on the side of the highway it, just about if you can throw a snowball 20 kilometers you're right <laughs> no maybe if you, you throw, can see it Throw it from the top of the mountain, maybe you'll get there. But, you know, within 20 kilometers, cheapest power in the world, right? And a power line just for mining that was put up a few years ago. You know, the shipping port's an hour and a half away. There's already two shipping ports to to do bulk tonnage type of stuff like this. Um, The the, the, the typical um, check uh, boxes are being checked off on this. There's a lot of great deposits, say, even up in Alaska that look bigger than this. But... The, the logistics and the environmental and that type of thing have been holding them up for years. And this one not only has that, um, but it has the 300 zone. And I'm gonna go back to that because that gives it the opportunity or potential to be open pit mined. And open pit mining is the cheapest capex and opex you can have on a mine that's a large scale one like this. 
And that means it could go into production cheaper, quicker, quicker payback. There's a lot of companies looking at this right now, George. When I say a lot of companies, a lot of producing companies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, it, 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 that's just a given, right? Yeah. So before we get too far ahead of ourselves and we'll kind of end it here, mm-hmm. what should uh, the market be looking forward to? Obviously, you got you've gone from three rigs to six drill rigs mm-hmm. and, and 40,000 meter program. So I would suspect there are going to be more drill results coming. Obviously what, what ballpark looks like the schedule or timeline. I'm not sure if it's so linear. Can you say every 30 days or something, or can you ballpark it so that what do we have to look forward to over the next couple months? Sure. So I, I don't have anything linear for you like that. But obviously, with six drills going, there's going to be a lot of assays coming out on, I think, a fairly regular basis. Um, it's just my guess, but I would think that perhaps the Goldstorm uh, results would come out um, on a regular basis. But the 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 PS2, the perfect structural storm, you know, may have its own results coming out. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Number one, um, boy, if that hits. <laughs> Um, uh, number two, uh, Tudor mentioned that they're going to start moving their drills up to up north on, on the Goldstorm. And this is where we had some of our best drill results before. So the Goldstorm itself tends to get richer and wider and deeper as it goes northeast. And so they're moving the drills up to that level to start doing some infill and to do some step out holes. And so I'm, I'm really intrigued and excited and looking forward to what's going to be there for those. That's a significant thing. Um, one, even though we don't have any kind of schedule, it's going to be a pretty busy summer and fall of drill it, results. It, it is. And you mentioned fall. They're, they're taking measures to extend, just like they started right. early on the glacier. They're going to extend into the fall later than we normally would. We usually shut down end of September beginning of October, they're going to stretch that as far as they can by going back out onto the glacier and drilling. And so they're just going to be going full steam ahead uh, right through till they decide that they need to pull out. And so it should be a nice constant flow of news. Um, Just one other thing I'm looking for, just kind of interesting, are these high grade intervals that we're finding in there now. I'm not going to get into it specifically, but you'll notice in both our last press releases, we have grades ranging from 19 grams all the way up to 44 grams per ton gold over one to one and a half meter intervals. And I'm just going to keep my eye on that and see, see what happens there as well. But uh, it should be a great flow of news. And, we're, and the other thing is I think more and more people are going to know about this. And, and then that should help drive uh, all three companies. Kelvin, as always, thanks for giving us that great summary uh not everyone can figure out what these all what all these drill results mean and put them into context you always do such a great job and uh it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot more of you uh through august september and october looking forward to it make sure you keep delivering the good news okay sure thing you've been watching kelvin burton he's investor communications over american creek resources trades on the tsx venture exchange on the stock symbol amk Due to diligence, folks, that's all I can tell you. The drill results are in front of you. Uh, the, the American Creek Resources Hub is available to you. It's gonna, uh, we're actually gonna convert that into a verified form pretty soon here now so that shareholders can go online, talk to each other, talk to Kelvin, exchange information, and just have it readily available to everybody 
one-to-many communication versus the one-to-one for the benefit of everyone. So uh, thanks for joining us. Hope you heard some amazing information because I know I did. Have a great day. Do your due diligence. See you next time.